The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Uh, you're tuned into Mother's Planet this morning. It's Friday 15th of November and the time is 10 o'clock. I'm your host Neelam and uh, joining me in the studio, I'm going to make sure I'm getting all the mics right. So we've got two, three and four. Uh, joining me in the studio today, we have my lovely guest. I will start from my right. We have Suzanne. Yes. Assalamu alaikum Suzanne. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you? I'm okay, alhamdulillah. How are you doing? Good, I'm not too bad. Had a good week? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Productive week? Definitely, because yeah. we started um, a very important teenage parenting program. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was really exciting, and mm-hmm. today, inshallah, we can talk about talk it. Talk a bit more about that. Yes, and Ruxana, how are you? I'm okay, alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How was your week? Alhamdulillah, it was good. Mm-hmm. And again, productive. Yes, good. That's what we like to hear, productive week. And we have, please remind me of your names because I keep forgetting names. Aisha. Yes, Salaam alaikum, Aisha. How are you? Salaam, alhamdulillah. I was going to call you by your daughter's name because I remember your <laughs> daughter's name but not yours. So as mums, that's what we do. We just remember the child's name and we just associate that child to that person. Absolutely. And we forget the person's name. But uh, I do apologise there. So Aisha, you had a good week? Alhamdulillah. Productive? Really yes, absolutely. Good. That's very, that's good. That's what we like to hear. So uh, listeners, as I said, you are tuned into Mother's Planet, a show where uh, there's always something to talk about in a production and beneficial way to us hard-working mothers. Um, my week, I don't know where to start with my week because um, I actually had quite a tough week. Um, I couldn't actually come on air last Friday because I was so unwell and um, I couldn't get out of bed. So I've been in bed for the last few days and I managed to soldier out of bed beginning of this week. Um, I actually just, I think the flu hit me very hard and I just found it very hard to get out of bed. But I did the right thing and listened to my body and took some time out, which is not me. And um, I think my children found it quite hard to see me still in bed, still in my pajamas because they would go to school and come back and I'd still be in bed and they're like mum wake up come on we so, don't we yeah, mums don't do that no we don't we don't, we don't take that time bed. no so uh, it was hard for me and uh but yes alhamdulillah I think that recuperation has actually made me feel human today and I'm here so yes alhamdulillah that was good that I did that so um I'm glad I took that time out otherwise I think I'd probably have had prolonged my illness so uh, I think it's uh, important so that's a message out to all the mothers there listening in if your body says stop listen to it and do take that time out uh, listeners we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas um, you can listen to us through the Inspire FM webpage through TuneIn um, we are also on the um, Facebook live where the camera's just on myself but you can um, put comments comments in to join in the discussion that way um <clears throat> you can also join in the discussion by calling in or texting into the studio on 01582481822 text or whatsapp um, on 0779481822 um, if you don't catch the show now we are actually on repeat tonight from nine o'clock so you can actually um, sit back and enjoy the show then as well um, uh, I like to start my show with uh, a couple of headlines um, that I always think is a bit relevant to us mums so I'll just start kick off with with those um, headlines. Um, Hamas recalled 
extended over sal salmonella scare. So a recall of hummus from the UK supermarkets sparked by a scare of salmonella has been extended. So the FSA have stated that if you have purchased an affected product, you can return it to the place you have purchased it from for a full refund. And a list of these affected products actually can be found on the Food Standards Agency website. So I think they are backlogging from the beginning of November some of the um, products that are on recall so do check your fridges to see if you have any of those affected products but are you hummus lovers ladies oh I love my hummus yeah do you make it or do you do you buy it I have made it in the past oh, but now nice. I choose the the shop easy approach. <laughs> yeah, easy, <laughs> easy approach. I think I've made it once or twice um, and it can get quite messy and there's so many different ways of making yeah. it I know. So, Roxanne, have you ever made hummus? I've never made it. No. But my children don't like it and neither does my husband. It's oh, only wow. me, so I'll, I can buy a small tub for myself. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I think hummus is a, it's a family favourite. We we love it with um, warm pita bread. It's just just having it like that or yeah, with salad. Yeah, I like it with yeah. toast yeah. even. Yes, I think I could eat it with anything. Actually, I'm just yeah. going to talk about hummus and I could eat it with anything. I I do quite enjoy that hummus. Aisha, how about yourself? Are you a hummus lover? Absolutely, yes. yes. I I love it more from restaurants more than supermarkets. Oh, okay. So yes. we tend to get it from our favourite selected restaurants, and yes. it's a nice standby option to have in the fridge yes. as a healthy snack for the kids mm, as well. Yes, it's good. After after school snack Absolutely. so you don't feel guilty giving them that but um yes be warned i was quite shocked when i went to my favorite supermarket and saw the shelves were empty and i couldn't see any hummus so i thought wow does that mean i have to resort to making it now which probably isn't a bad thing but um it's just the time thing as you say susan um school anxiety pupil treated like a truant the mother of a 14 year old boy says her son was treated like a truant after his social anxiety disorder led him to miss much of the academic year. His condition known as school refusal or phobia made him feel sick at school and prompted panic attacks, heavy breathing and headaches and as a result he would either go into flight or fight mode. Many teachers think students are misbehaving rather than addressing a real mental health concern. Now, when I heard that headline, I thought that's quite sad, really, because this this 14 year old boy is um, suffering from a condition that actually makes him seem like he's a badly behaved boy. Um, your thoughts on that, Roxana? I think um, mental health is still something that we need to educate everyone mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And it's still because it's not a seen illness. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that it actually is an anxiety is. Mm -hmm one of them things that people don't really recognize as much mm, mm. so we just need to educate people more and i'm surprised the school has done that because normally schools are quite lenient and quite yeah. flexible with mm. such things like anxiety yeah i think it's becoming a bit more um recognized nationally now that it actually can affect children from a younger age because uh, uh, social anxiety and things like that are always um capped with older older people you just think people when they're at work or people that have gone through school life but actually a lot younger children now um are being affected um with mental health and it's a real big issue from even as young as primary school so yeah, and the government has recognized that mm. and is trying to put money in mental health yes 
So we should see an increase in the understanding. and Yes, and hopefully really not have so many yeah. children going through the same thing. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that, Roxana. Um, okay, so I want to now introduce, which Susan briefly did for us, um, today's show. So um, we will be discussing parenting teenagers. Now, um, this is a much neglected stage. It's a stage where um, I think a lot of parents think um, our children have grown up and uh, they are independent, they can feed themselves, go to the toilet by themselves. They are actually independent little adults and we sort of take a step back and let them be. And sometimes this can actually um, have an adverse effect. And in doing so, we have children that become um, quite rebellious. And it's a stage that I think parents need to start focusing on again so hopefully inshallah in today's show with my guests um, we'll be able to tap into this and look at ways as to how we can parent teenagers in um, a successful way so that they are confident and competent individuals so um <clears throat> Before I go into um, running into the workshops that you ladies have introduced um, for local Luton uh, residents to participate in, I wanted to just um, get the listeners to know a little bit about yourself. So if I can just get you to introduce yourselves, please. Um, so I'll start with, shall I start with Aisha? I'll start with Aisha. Um, Aisha, please introduce yourself to the listeners. My name is Aisha Sohail. Mm -hmm. I have three children. And I'm currently working as an Urdu interpreter in the local community. Oh, mashallah. Okay, thank you. And Roxana? Hi, I'm Roxana. I have <coughs> three children, 12, 7 and 6, two boys and a girl. Um, I currently volunteer for Homestar and volunteer at my children's school. Mm -hmm. And I have worked in the past with social services mm -hmm. and... Um, in education. Okay, thank you. And Suzanne? So mm. my name is Suzanne and my background is that I'm a psychology teacher. Mm -hmm. I've also worked with um, social services and the youth offending service mm -hmm. and together with Roxana we've de delivered many parenting programs, okay. some that are just delivered to parents, others that um, we've delivered to parents, teenager, teenagers and also followed by a family session. Mm -hmm. um, and currently we have just started from last week, we started a a parenting program for teenagers which mm -hmm. is a 10 week course okay two hours per week mm -hmm. and we're really excited about it so, yeah. so you've had the first session that ran this week on yes. wednesday oh, yeah. yes we have and and did you have a good turnout of people we, did. we had mashallah that's very good nearly full capacity wow. absolutely wow and it was amazing and it was better than what we expected absolutely and aisha's one of the participants <laughs> I, so Aisha will be unveiling her thoughts and views on her journey and also why she probably joined this. Um, uh, so Aisha, if you can actually explain to the listeners, um, what was your reasoning to joining this parenting um, workshop? Well, because my daughter's kind of entering that age, that mm -hmm. teenage phase, mm -hmm. and I found that I've had to really adapt my approach and I've mm -hmm. had to change my thinking quite a bit. And also because I think nowadays, because we're we generally tend to live in quite a kind of nuclear family mm -hmm. and we tend to kind of be set in our ways and what i found was that you know in passing maybe my family or my siblings would comment you know even simple things like oh you know your your tone is a bit harsh towards the children or, mm. or whatever and that's something that i didn't pick up on okay. because you get used to the way that you're doing things so did you find that your tone was different with your older child than it was with your younger child yes because my expectations are higher okay and i think that that's something that i 
I need to work on really that you know mm -hmm. kind of managing my expectations mm -hmm. and also the way that I'm doing things mm -hmm. so that's really my reason for joining the parenting course because mm -hmm. I thought that you know if I'm getting feedback from trusted individuals mm -hmm. I want to kind of learn how to properly mm -hmm. you know change my approach mm -hmm. and um, really kind of so that it works for myself and for my children. Mm -hmm. So you're doing it in a productive way. I think that's really interesting that you say that because um, I have a teenage daughter as well and um, yes, we do raise the bar a little. We do have higher expectations and I think my level of expectations from my daughter to my youngest child is I, I expect her to know more and behave in a certain way because she's seen more of life. So I do have higher expectations and sometimes I think those expectations can can be quite um it can wear them down because it's like they're not succeeding so we can actually have an adverse effect on our children having that higher expectation and actually realizing that they're not rising to the challenge they're actually thinking well you know what I'm never going to be good enough and that's it they've put their hands up and quit trying anything at all so it's very interesting so I, I wanted to ask um do you think, and this is to either Susan or, or well, any of my guests really, um, do you think the way we parent teenagers now has changed over the years? So has, has you know, what we had when we were growing up to what we're doing with our children, do you think it's drastically changed? Absolutely, it's mm -hmm. changed because the environment has changed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the, if we think about the rise in technology, um, mm -hmm. access to the internet, um, mm -hmm. That's brought about new challenges for our teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, also, the rise in gang, gang, gun crime, yes. gangs, mm -hmm. um, anxiety, depression—all that you mm -hmm. know—is going to play a role in in us changing the way we parent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the positive side, if we think about you know uh, you know access to internet, that's also enabled us as parents mm -hmm. to find in new information about well, what works in parenting. Mm -hmm. What does research say? Um, about you know str positive strategies to use, mm -hmm. what are the negative you know sometimes some of the strategies that we use that are not so helpful with our teens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. So I mean, um, it's it's time for parents. Do you blame parents here? Do you think parents are at fault, or is this? Um, a social media crisis that we're having you know is there a blame to be put on someone here or is there someone needs to take ownership with this now and and that someone has to be the parents i don't believe in the blame culture parents mm. are not to blame you know mm. this is that parenting is the hardest job in the world mm. we're counselors we're taxi drivers cooks um women you know, we wear many everything hats, yes. yeah we, so uh, it's you know just the society we're living in now isn't it absolutely Mm. And it's, yeah, and, and and it's about you know even social media. If we were to remove social media from the equation, would our, mm. all our problems be solved? No. Yeah. Mm. Social media has just exaggerated our problems. Mm. So maybe the root of our problems would be things that like our teenagers having identity crisis. Mm. Um, it could be low self esteem. Mm -hmm. Us educating ourselves more, mm -hmm. sh you know, sharing experiences. Yes. You know what works, what doesn't work. You know, as well as. Uh, you know, empathising with our teen, understanding our teen. Mm -hmm. So one of the, the sessions that we do is um, understanding teenage brain development and okay. ad adolescence. Okay. So that's really helpful. That's really helped myself mm. in understanding my teenager. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's important because um, uh, a few weeks back I had um, 
some ladies on the show where we talked about um, uh, there was a parenting app that was going to be introduced to Luton so that um, all parents, and I think it's actually launched and I do believe there is a code, which I'll actually have to look into, but there is a code now that you can access and it actually gives you stages of development for your child from the ages of the moment they're born to the actual um, until they're 18 so it does cover pretty much all the teenage years until they actually hit adulthood which I thought was an amazing application because it's something we always get told when we have our babies that this is zero to five stage this is how you wean them this is how you toilet train them and then after that you're kind of left on your own you just have no idea how to deal with this teenager who's going through the most horrific hormonal changes and um it's we're in an environment now that we didn't grow up in um you know i remember growing up and um being a as a teenager i was able to actually safely walk to school and my mum knew that the school finishes at 3 30 she'll be home by 3 45 and i was home at 3 45 mm-hmm. and it was just you know it was a safe environment and um we had a lot more uh, freedom than a lot of the children are having now and I think maybe do you think it's because of this confined restriction that children are growing up in that it's probably making them rebel Aisha? I actually think that our children have broader horizons than we did okay but because they're exposed to so much more um you know all sorts of things and mm-hmm. there's more opportunity out there you know if we look at the kind of um, you know sporting activities mm-hmm. or scouting or whatever activities are out there extracurricular stuff I don't recall attending any of those when I was a mm. child so I think our children are out there doing a lot more mm-hmm. we're out there we're more visible in the community mm-hmm. I think it's just as parents we need to learn how to manage things we need to change our approach mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting how you know, when children are babies or toddlers, we talked through the physical stages, mm-hmm. but now we're at the stage where it's more about mental exertion. Yes. You know, we need to apply ourselves. We need to give our children more time. Yes. And we also need to stay informed. Mm-hmm. You know, much as how as when our children are babies, we learn about the best nutrition for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. or the best way to stretch their brains. Now we need to learn about, you know, for example, which apps are out there, yes. what's damaging, what mm-hmm. could be masquerading as what. Yes. I think the challenges have changed and I think maybe we're not quite, we haven't programmed ourselves that mm-hmm. way. We haven't thought about the fact that, okay, when our child moves on to this stage, this is how we need to change our yes. approach. And I think you hit the nail on the head there where um, we have to now educate ourselves as to what is out there because we never had these things. So our children are growing up in an era that we have no idea about. So we have to be 10 steps ahead and sometimes it's quite hard because my children are quite clued on and they think, I mean, going by the phone, just the phone in itself, how to do things with the phone, how to download games, how to play games. Some of the games, my son who's four I have no idea how he's taught himself how to play the game because I'm still struggling trying to understand how to get to one level to another but he's just clocked it on so quickly and that's that's something that we didn't get shown as children and we didn't grow up with so we have to we have to tap into that so um um, how did you guys actually work out or identify a need for such a workshop sh- in the community? What, what was it? How did you go about thinking, actually, we need to have this um, workshop set out? I think we, um, we identified it because we needed, we needed the help mm-hmm. ourselves because mm-hmm. we had children. Yes. So 
Suzanne and I, you know, when we struggled, we wanted to know how do Pers- we, yeah. you know, yes. ask for help. Yeah. And there wasn't much out mm-hmm. there in the community. Mm. So 10 years ago, Suzanne and I started this journey of training to, to be deliver parenting mm. courses. Mm. So it's personal personal experiences as well. Yeah, as and we found that there were lots of parents needing help. Both, yeah. And then as we progressed with delivering parenting courses for younger children, mm-hmm. we found that there was a gap in the market for parents of teenagers. Mm. Okay. Um, so can you um, please share some of the topics over the 10 weeks that you're going to be um, uh, discussing at the workshops, just so that um, listeners can get an idea um, of of these workshops and um, I haven't actually even introduced the workshop days times location so please do um, where where are these workshops run so we they're taking place at Chorland Community Centre okay on a Wednesday from 10 till 12 mm-hmm. and is it a free workshop it's a free workshop okay yeah. so we've got funding from your your say your way program mm-hmm. so parents can come along and they you know it's free of charge okay so in terms of the topics that we cover, so you mentioned earlier on about um, having some me time and staying in bed. So we cover self-care okay. every week. And that's so important because the, you know, the job of parenting is so tough. If we mm. don't look after ourselves as parents, we so don't do... So that's self-care for the parents, for the not parents. for the child. Okay, Absolutely. interesting. Okay. Um, so if we don't look after ourselves, do things that relax us, then we will not be able to do the job um, of parenting as well as we can. Mm. Because we're going to feel stressed, anxious, mm-hmm. and you know we won't have that clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the topics we 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 touch on that every single week because it's central. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the foundation. It, yes. Okay. Um, we also do adolescence and teenage brain development. So mm-hmm. you know, similar to what Aisha said, that mm-hmm. we don't just look at the physical changes. Mm-hmm. We all know the physical changes. Mm-hmm. It's the emotional changes, mm-hmm. and you know from the the psych- psychological um, level of the child. What is the child aiming to achieve? The teenager, mm-hmm. the teenager wants to be independent from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, the the teenager also is is discovering who am I? Mm-hmm. Do I fit into this group, that group? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be trying different things, mm-hmm. and and also all the symptoms that come with that. You know, the pri- the, the need for privacy, secrecy, moodiness. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that as parents we don't, you know, we don't like when we see in our teens. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're aware of these emotional changes, it helps us then to deal with them in a better way, mm-hmm. have an understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's a very important topic. Um, boundaries. We'll, boundaries. So we talk about boundaries, how parents can be your child's friend, but also mm. put boundaries in place. Yeah, and that's a very hard thing to balance because I, I struggle with that because I almost want to be their friends, but then I think, no, I'm your parent and I am a person of authority here. So then it's quite hard to find that balance. So that's very good. So you discuss boundaries. Not just discuss it, but we have like teach techniques, how to do it, what works, what doesn't work. Wow, okay. And then okay. you practice with your teenager put these techniques into place brilliant okay and then we we have um takeaway tasks for parents to do mm-hmm. i don't like to say homework but yeah it's homework yeah. <laughs> where they come back and yeah. give feedback mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. And um, we had a text come in from uh, Brother Asif. Uh, Walaikum Salam. Um, yes, he just asked uh, where uh, the parenting course is taking place. So uh, we have just shared that. It's at Chorland um, Centre Center on, Wednesday. on Wednesdays. Timings? 10 a.m. till 12. 10 till 12 a.m. Okay, 12 well, 
12 a.m., 12 p.m., yes, yeah, okay. So it's a 10-week program. So the first session we've mm-hmm. already covered on Wednesday. We have nine weeks left. Okay. Okay. I am very sorry to say this um, to you, Brother Asif, but there are no places left. It's oh, fully wow. booked. Okay. However, we 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 are going to deliver more parenting programs in the future. Okay. So would you continue, say, do another workshop now because you've had an overwhelming um, influx of people coming in? Would you maybe perhaps run, give a break and then run the workshop again? Or is it due to funding? It'd have to be in the future now. <laughs> yes, we, we, you know, we we would love to. So, we, you know, we yeah. will we will get more funding. Yes, and we will run more. Our programs. aim is to deliver to more do. parenting courses. courses. Okay, yeah. okay. And we have had a lot of interest. Okay, so okay, we yeah. And I can, that I can need. imagine a lot of interest being because it's. I mean, the way um, teenagers are now. I mean, it, I I drive past a very well known college on a daily basis when I go to drop my children off to school and pick them up from school. And um, I'm I'm mortified at some of the things that I see the children doing. And I just think um, a lot of the children now, um, I mean, last couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Mark on the show who made me see teenagers in a different light because um, I'm walking around with this anger towards teenagers and I'm not I'm not liking college students and anyone that's remotely near that. But um, he actually said that they're growing up in a time that's really tough. So they have to put on this um, front to make themselves seem tougher. So I thought yeah. that's that's interesting because that's not something I've actually stopped to think about. And uh, listeners, we will continue this discussion um, after break. We are looking at how to uh, parent teenagers. Um, and uh, we're trying to understand uh, skills and techniques that maybe as parents we can apply to help us understand our teenagers better so if you have any questions please do text into the studio on 0779 481822 but for now we are going to head off to a short break and uh, you can join us we're after the break but um, for now I suggest you go and refill your hot drinks and join us after the break soon you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 15th of uh, November and the time is now 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio are my lovely guests, Suzanne on mic two. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, we have Ruxana on mic three. Assalamu alaikum. And Aisha on mic four. Is that right? No, two. I think I did it all the wrong way around. But you know where you are. <laughs> Ladies got it right. Where they you? know where they are. Yes. Yeah. Aisha, assalamu alaikum. So before the show, um, before the break, actually, we were talking about um, a teenage parenting and uh, Suzanne was going through some of the topics that will be covered um, in the workshops, um, which unfortunately the workshops are actually, uh, the spaces are fully booked, but inshallah in the future they are hoping to run more of these sessions. And um, I suppose the ladies that are in the studio are going to be fully equipped. So uh, now that you know their names, just if you see them in the public, just handle them down and get all the information 
information from them and, and, and get everything that you need to know about that. But inshallah, in today's show, we will be slowly unveiling some of the techniques that maybe um, we as parents can try at home as well. So before I continue, uh, Suzanne, if you could just um, cover all the topics so listeners can hear what topics are being covered. Okay, so other topics that we look at are encouraging your child and building their Mm self-esteem, which is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do the power of listening. Mm -hmm. We look at the reasons for misbehaviour. Okay. You know, a lot of the time we focus just on the misbehaviour at the top, you know, all the energies, just what's happening. But we need to look underneath mm-hmm. what are the reasons, what are the strong feelings, mm-hmm. um, what unmet needs are going on in order to actually improve the behaviour at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, we also cover styles of parenting. And uh, dealing with adult disagreement. So uh, we go through a, a triangle of when everyone disagrees, how mm-hmm. to manage that. Mm-hmm. And anger management. Okay, um, and so um, when you say we go through, is this something that you two are delivering or is there somebody that's come from another planet? Yeah, <laughs> come from another planet because I think that's what someone needs to be doing, actually come from another planet to tell us how to do this because it's very difficult. Yeah, I like that, Roxana. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's uh, Suzanne and Yourself. Okay, it that's is, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, you guys can then um, tell us a little bit more about what we need to do then. So when it comes to listening, because I think this is the key one, uh, when it comes to listening, um, a lot of um, teenage children um, tend to just switch off and rebel. And it's quite hard for parents at that stage to get their child to listen. So uh, what would you advise a mother who has a teenager who's just refusing to listen? I think the first thing is that we need to listen to our teenagers. Okay. The focus is always um, teenagers least to listen to us, mm-hmm. but we need to spend a bit more time listening to them. Okay. And not just listening while we're doing other things, listening, actually giving them full attention, okay. focusing on what they're saying, mm-hmm. and um, so active listening. Mm-hmm. And then when we start doing that, we will slowly see a change in their behavior. Okay. And Sometimes when I think about myself, I'm listening, but I'm saying yes and this, yes and that, yes and mm-hmm. that. The know-it-all, I'm being the know-it-all parent okay. because yeah. I know better. Mm-hmm. But when I stay quiet, yeah. I see a better response from my teenagers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also encouraging good behaviour, <clears throat> trying to improve your relationship with them, spending time with them, mm-hmm. yes, playing with them, Getting a board them. game. Yeah, okay. Going out with them. Yeah, I mean, I I think these are things that um, you just switch off because you think they're a teenager, they're not going to play board games, they're not going to, you know, want to spend time. But they they do. And showing affection. Mm. We tend to stop showing affection when they become teenagers. Mm. Still when they're two, three, four, five, Mm. you know, we give them lots of affection and then we kind of reduce it when they're a teenager and that's probably when they need it more mm. because they're going through all this emotional changes, physical changes mm-hmm. they don't know how to handle these changes that are happening around them okay. and then the social media mm. pressure as well mm. Yeah, I know, my my worst enemy at the moment, <laughs> social yeah. media I mean it's great, it's a good platform because you can promote things and find out things on there but it does have its downside to it but that's with everything Absolutely. Um, just going back to what Roxana was saying about mm. spending time with our children. So mm-hmm. specialists advise that we spend one-to-one time with our children. So mm-hmm. family time, we're not saying that's not important, mm-hmm. um, but we need to spend one-to-one time with every single child alone. Mm-hmm. And in that time, 
as parents, we tend to do things like give them direction or even mm. criticize them. Mm. But that's not the special time that, that yes. is advised. So mm. it's about spending that time telling that child, I want to spend time with you because mm. I love you mm -hmm. um, and doing what they enjoy. Yes. So if it's like, for example, I would watch my son play a computer game. Mm -hmm. I just interact with him and ask him questions. Mm. Um, and, and in doing that and that time holding myself from giving any guidance or mm. that one hour a week yes. will make a difference. That yes. will you know, improve the relationship between yourself and your teenager. Mm -hmm. And you're investing then and then your child, the child then is more likely to listen. Yes. I think that's very true, and I think um, uh, I'm I'm guilty of the person that when I say to my child, "Okay, this is our quality time," I'm actually laying down the rules and telling them, you know, when you did this, maybe you shouldn't do it like that. You should do it this way. You should do it that. So it's very hard. Absolutely. So it's easy to hear what you're saying, but actually to apply that where you physically are just giving them that time and you're not criticizing or you're not showing any negativity in the conversation that could probably have a real good impact on them. So I think that's really important. So the key there with uh, children or teenagers that are refusing to listen, uh, we are to give them one-to-one -one time and it's actually giving them undivided attention and hearing what they have to say. So I think for us to listen or want them to listen to us, we need to listen to them. That's the, that's the advice there, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so um, Aisha has been somebody that's attended the course um, with concerns like myself and many listeners of how to manage and teenage, te uh, teenage parent teenagers. Um, Aisha, um, is there something that you are doing in the home or you are applying um, that you found actually this is working that you could share with the listeners in a positive way? Um, you know, as they write, I mean, teenagers, I, I asked the question, do teenagers need uh, structure and routine like we do for the younger children? Um, just on the topic of listening, actually, the one active thing that I really have done mm -hmm. is to kind of tamp down that inner freak out monster. So whatever <laughs> outrageous thing my daughter will come and tell me, you know, that instinct you have to completely freak out. Mm. I really had to tamp it down and just kind of take in what she has to say and maintain mm. a really calm outer mm. facade while I'm really freaking out inside yes. and then kind of temper my response just so that I don't put her off broaching that topic again. Mm -hmm. And I found that that really helps because, you know, our, our children are very clever and they pick up on our body language mm -hmm. and our tone and everything. And if they say something slightly controversial or taboo, we need to be able to be strong enough to hear them out yes. and then present our side of the story. Yeah. Because if we... Um, kind of respond with anger mm. or disappointment or whatever, what we're essentially doing is we're driving them away mm. from us mm -hmm. and driving them into the arms of social media mm. or friends or mm. society who may or may not guide them properly. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely So that's important. one thing. Yeah. Secondly, the one thing that I'm very mm. passionate about then, one thing that I'm really actively doing at the moment is I feel that our homes should be a safe haven for our children. Mm -hmm. They should really feel that they can be themselves and they can express themselves freely. Um, regardless and, and they shouldn't made, be made to feel judged or criticized and I think that we as parents I think the thing is whilst they're at primary we kind of ha make more of an effort and we have more time to get to know their friends the parents of their friends that kind of thing mm -hmm. when they go on to high school we're kind of I think we're made to take a step back there isn't that kind of school gate interaction with other parents we're all sitting in our cars or whatever mm -hmm. I think we need to actively try and 
make that work, build that kind of sense of community again. So it could be inviting our children's friends over, mm -hmm. you know, trying to speak with the parents of their friends, mm -hmm. creating that community, giving them liberties at home, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's watching a particular TV program that's trending at the moment or taking them out where they want to so that they're less inclined to seek out things outside the home. Mm. So I think that's really, really important. And the other thing is giving them that sense of community. So you know where we focus on giving them material things or education, but also educating them about things like maintaining family ties or, you know, how you treat your neighbours. Mm. You know, we've got such wonderful traditions and things in our culture and our religion, simple things like sending iftar to neighbours. Mm. That teaches our children things. And I think we really need to focus on that, mm -hmm. you know, teach them the importance of community. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that's really good so are you applying those things in the house how how it's very I mean everything that you said there is amazing and I think um, especially I'm I'm very big on um, community work I really encourage my children to look out for our neighbours and we've got a very elderly neighbour who my children are very fond of so they will regularly look out for her and um, talk to her and she really enjoys that with them because they'll take the time out so what, what are you actively doing at home because I think the hardest one that you said there for me to even uh, when you said it I thought yeah I, I guess but is um it is things that are trending now that you want them to take part in but you don't I because it's hard as a parent when you totally are dead against something and you don't want your child to be exposed to that to expose them to it so how do you do that <laughs> I think just a recent example, my daughter kind of said to me, oh, you know, mummy, everyone on my bus is kind of listening to music on the way to school. Mm -hmm. And so can I do it? Mm -hmm. Now, again, my inner freak out monster is saying, <laughs> no, don't, you yeah. know, use your time productively, read, study, sleep, whatever. Yeah. But then I had to take a step back and think, if all the other children are doing this, mm. how reasonable or how practical is it for me to say to my daughter, blanket ban, no. Yes. And I need to be mindful of the fact that I need to appreciate the fact that she's actually asking me in the first mm. place. So I need to reciprocate in a way that will encourage her to ask Continue me again. So, yes. you know, my response was, you know, but uh, they're doing that. That's yes. fine. But, you know, it's not a good use of your time. Mm. You know, it won't have subconsciously it won't affect you well it, it doesn't create good effects so maybe you could you know maybe if you really want to maybe do it for five ten minutes then do this then mm -hmm. do that kind of not a no mm -hmm. but to kind of express my disapproval yeah but not not say an outright no yes and okay. you know I think that the thing is that you know where we impose kind of blanket bans mm. we make that thing more attractive to our children yes. whereas if we allow them a little bit of it mm -hmm. sometimes what happens is that they kind of realize themselves yeah. and they pull away from it and yes. or, and I do this simply because it's kind of like that spring effect mm -hmm. the more pressure you exert on a spring when you let go mm -hmm there's more that you know it springs back even more mm. whereas if you treat them gently you kind of want to get them to a point where they're able to make good decisions themselves mm -hmm. yes and that's very true the more we turn our children away from something the more attractive it becomes so yes you are pushing them and I think that's a very good example that you gave there with the with the music thing because yes again I would have said why do you listen to music why do you need to you know and we would have yes. as you say the inner monster <laughs> would have come out yes. and, and I think we just need to be mindful of the fact that again you know when our children are going to school they're mm -hmm. being exposed to things and they're around people that we weren't exposed to mm -hmm. that must be really hard yes you know to be 
surrounded by something and to get a different message when you get home that's mm-hmm. really difficult we need to make it easy for our children yes we need to be that safe haven for our children yes and uh, going on from a show that i did a couple of weeks ago with mark his key word and advice to all the listeners was we need to have dialogue with our children because he said they are growing up in an age and an era that we have no idea about and they do because they are physically going through it so we actually have to take a step back and say we don't know it we don't know anything we actually are not educated enough to say to our children that look I know that were you doing this and this will get you into that because it won't it's going to be a complete different path so we have to actually stop and take time out to actually hear our children out and let them express their concerns or why they want to do what they want to do and it's very important that we have that dialogue and we create that safe haven and I like that um, Aisha the safe haven at home because um, you do want that you do want them to come home and actually want to come home as well not think I'm going to come home and I'm going to get told off or I've done this and I've made that mistake so I think that's really important that we try and um, find ways of creating the home as our safe haven. So thank you, Aisha. Um, I do like that. Um, so we we talked about social media, and um, in one of the topics, it was uh, discussing um, acceptance. So I blame social media for everything. But social, <laughs> social media has increased teenage vulnerability in the sense that when it comes to the way they look, um, they take pictures in certain ways to make themselves look good and then they're happy with those pictures and those pictures are then um, spread across the media or, you know, it's, you know, they need people to like their comments to feel accepted, to say that, yes, what I've said is actually um, an acceptance. How, as parents, can we um, encourage our children to feel confident without having the need of this social media? How can we positively encourage our teenagers to feel good about themselves without having to need a um, hundred likes on social media to say that yes I was accepted or you know people like me the most important thing is for us to model self-acceptance to our children okay so you know if we're criticizing ourselves constantly yes. Yes. or if we say certain negative comments in front of our children then mm. the child is gonna mimic you know that. mimic that mm. so that's the f- most important thing um, and also it's that it's that you know dialogue like you said the communication mm-hmm. you know discussing the effects of social media showing mm-hmm. them different maybe youtube clips that might you know um uh, you know bring that home to them mm-hmm. um and the fact that, that you know there's an image of beauty is one look mm. you know challenging all those misconceptions mm-hmm. talking to them about mental health mm-hmm. and how repetitive negative thoughts can lead a person to have a very negative perception of the way they look Mm. so it's about you know those challenging those negative thoughts Mm -hmm. um and and yeah awareness Awareness. is important and also as parents we can limit their social media access and what Mm -hmm. they're exposed to and Mm -hmm. we should Mm -hmm. yes true i don't give my daughter a phone she doesn't have a phone i don't i I mean to be honest and i think what you said there about um being role models if you i i used to be you know everything all the pictures that my children did at school i used to take pictures of it put it up on social media and i did it a lot of the time so that friends that i don't have contact with could see what my children are progressing and family abroad and you know what have you it was my way of just getting my children's things out there 
I've stopped that now because I just think my I it's enough for my children to bring the piece of work home for me to say I'm really happy with this my kitchen wall is plastered Absolutely. with their work and it that's enough for them they don't need to see it on social media and I don't need to show them that oh did you know so and so's liked it or so and so seen it they don't need to see that it's enough on my kitchen wall because that's that's the busiest place in my house so everyone will get to see their work that's so right. it's recognizing it in a different way so I think we as parents um, need to really accept ourselves so that our children can see that this is who we are and how we are and and do that and I think as a as a mother of a daughter who's my eldest um, I've 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 had to change a lot of my physical appearance so that she can see um, I don't know Aisha I wonder if you have had these challenges as well because when they get older they obviously want to try different things and yes. wear different things so yes. how did you challenge how did you, have you come across that challenge and how have you yes. overcome that again i'm a big believer in allowing children whatever liberties you can within mm-hmm. the safety of the home mm-hmm. so you know for example if she's got it into her head that these particular short length sweatshirts are really cool and you know three quarter length capri pants or whatever they're called are yeah. fantastic yeah get them Wear them in the house, mm-hmm. wear them when your friends come over, that's fine. So, you know, you're kind of allowing that liberty, mm-hmm. but you're allowing it in a safe space and they can kind of, the novelty's worn off. Yes. So I don't believe in an outright no, and mm-hmm. I don't believe in outright yes. Mm-hmm. I believe in doing doing whatever you can, whatever is permissible, halal, within mm-hmm. your own home. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I would like to say, Neelam, is I really feel that as parents, we shouldn't underestimate ourselves and we should gain knowledge. I think knowledge is mm-hmm. a major, major tool. Um, just as an example, um, I attended an online safety workshop recently at my okay. daughter's school. And, you know, we come across these things and we kind of dismiss them or we mm-hmm. feel we don't have enough time. I picked up a lot from that workshop, well, you know, okay. and it was to the point where, you know, there's a particular website where you can go on to and it tells you about all the latest apps and what damage they can cause and even things as innocuous like if there's um there's a particular app which can be disguised as a calculator on your child's screen that kind of thing and this is knowledge that access that is accessible to us so we should make use of these resources we should Mm. go to the schools we should say to them look we're not happy about the um, the fact that children are allowed access to the phones or they've mm. got allowed they're allowed access to the Wi-Fi network what can you do to help us mm-hmm. and you'd be amazed at how much help and resource is out there mm-hmm. we just need to take that step and be proactive that's very true thank you for that advice and it's true I, I think um as parents, we need to be quite vocal when it comes to things that concern us and we shouldn't just say, okay, that's something the school does, we don't allow that and just turn it off. It's actually getting that bridge between the school and the home to say that I I have concerns about this and I'm I'm interested about that... um, safety website thing that you went to because that's yes. it's, it's alarming and you're absolutely right there is so many apps out there that come across as something else but actually are doing some other damage to your child so it's very um very important so um before we come towards the end of the show i did want to try and get you ladies to um give some advice uh to parents that are listening um uh as to how they could parent their teenagers um, and and what you think would be in in, I guess in a summary what's the best way they can approach this matter so if today someone's listening they're going to turn off the radio and go back to their teenager in a different light so uh, can I start with you Susan? Sure Um, 
it's very difficult to say it in a nutshell. I'm, yeah. I say to you, come to the programme. Yes. Okay, but just very quickly, uh, we talked about developing the relationship. But mm. on top of developing relationship, um, key factor is do not for us not to overlook or ignore any good behaviour or bad behaviour from our, our teenagers. Even with bad behaviour, it's not just about developing the relationship. We need to deal with that bad behaviour. Obviously, we need to pick our battles, look at our priorities, not everything. So obsessing with the messy bedroom is not every day is not going to help with our you know key priorities for our teenager. But dealing with the, any bad behaviour that is important to us, mm -hmm. we must deal with it and, and, and in a way where we've managed our anger, mm -hmm. where we've, we're using strategies to manage our anger. Otherwise, it's not going to be effective. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Susan. I think being supportive mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. because they're going through a lot, physical, emotional, being supportive, um, showing them that you care, Mm -hmm. And also remembering that they are little people. Mm -hmm. They're not some people that you can control. Mm -hmm. They're not there for you to control. They're for you to, you know, raise into mm. human beings that are able to live in society. Yes. yes. Equip them with these skills that they can go out into the community, into society mm -hmm. and interact. Mm -hmm. So it's just remembering that, trying to bring the focus back to you know, why we are doing this mm -hmm. and making dua mm -hmm. all the time. That yeah. Allah help us on this journey of parenting. Yes. Yes, that's true. And um, I, I like what you said there, Roxana, um, about um, they're not... Um, we we're not manipulators and we can't manipulate something not into something or, or dictators. We can only control our behaviour. Yes. We can't control theirs. Yes. So it's important how we approach, and I think that's what um, Aisha, I'm going to remember that one now, Aisha, <laughs> about hiding this horrible monster and actually yes. thinking calmly about, okay, what is it that they're, because it's very true, and I think um, I, I, I'm guilty of it. I have done that where they've said, okay, forget it. I don't want to tell you anymore, mum. It's just going to make you cross. Yes. And they've walked off, and I'm like, no, 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 come back. I was actually <laughs> remembering something else, and, you know, I was angry at that. So it's very important that we um, focus on our behaviour rather Rather than their behavior yes. all the time yes because that's yeah. where we will see the changes yeah. when we change our behavior yeah and, towards and, them. and as you said earlier in the show um it's not blame it's not about no. i was wrong they were wrong so and so no. was wrong it's just how can we move on from this Absolutely. and yeah. get on with it in a positive way yeah. um and aisha any any i know you've said some fantastic advice so far but i'm going to squeeze some more out of you just really <laughs> what i've al already said primarily give them your most valuable commodity which i think is time mm -hmm. befriend them be their friend um, make the home their safe haven mm -hmm. and gain knowledge use that knowledge to help them and yourself yes, yes. so you can gain knowledge by coming to the course yes well um, and, and sadly it's booked but um listeners i think i there may secretly more. come and be a fly on the wall and <laughs> and uh, attend this show and um um uh, um Whatever I am learning from there, I will come back and relay into the shows on a weekly basis so that it's advice that we can take um, on, a, on a weekly basis as to what to do step by step. But I think the key advice is um, the one-to-one -one and giving them that undivided attention where you're not um, putting your own thoughts and trying to direct them into thinking a certain way. We are actually just having a good time with them and taking that time out with them. And I think I am guilty of not being able to, um, I did start off quite good, but I think it's just when you th see your child 
turning in a, a road or a path that you don't want them to go I just start turning into this strict person of no no can't do this not going to do that that stopped I'm stopping that so I think it's taking a step back and enjoying that time with them so thank you ladies for that um, and listeners I hope um, the show has been of great benefit to you all and that you have um, managed to take something positive from that um, before the end of the show I have got an event that's taking place on Saturday which is the family fun day run by Islamic Relief um, and that's here at the Dallow Community Centre from 12 to 5 um, there also is the Luton Vegan Fair which is running on Sunday 10 to 5 at um, venue, uh, venue 360 in Gypsy Lane. Uh, tickets can be purchased at the door, um, but there's over 60 stores selling vegan friendly food, makeup, ethical clothing, jewelry, and recipes. So uh, that's for listeners there to enjoy. Ladies, again, thank you. Sorry, I think you wanted to squeeze something. Just in. our um, email address yes. if anyone wants to contact us, the 21st century parenting at outlook.com. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, you ca- if you can't be, uh, oh, well, listeners, that's the end of the show now. So, Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.